Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and I'm glad you're here. Um, the thought came across my mind the other day that, like, to me, this is like an ongoing conversation, and everyone who listen is listening, like, right now has been with me for like 105 episodes, and they know my personality and my story and accept me and all my flaws and quirks. And then I realized as I like found a new podcast and didn't go to episode one, I started like on episode 90 something. And I was like, oh shoot, that's what people do to this podcast. And we just like throw them to the wolves with no background information. And they're just like, this chick is crazy. There's a progression. If this is your first episode, welcome to the shit show. No, just kidding. Kind of, not really. Um, but there's a natural progression that we've all been on. So I think you'll like today's episode, whether you're brand new or not. Um, but if you are brand new, uh, then before we actually start talking about anything meaningful, I tend to fill everyone in on funny stories that are happening in my life. So, okay. So I have one for you today. So my daughter, my daughter, my doctor, my daughter, who is nine, started playing soccer a couple months ago. Um, prior to this, we haven't really done any big organized sport. And I don't know what organized sports are like for other parents at nine years old, but soccer is like a huge thing, you know, like a gathering of people because a lot of times, or at least in our town, you know, there's like six soccer fields all right by each other. So when there's the youth soccer two or three months, you know, our town's only 9,000 people, but I feel like because you have surrounding areas, I would not be surprised if there are a 700 to 1,000 humans here, okay? So like including at the soccer fields, like children, adults, refs, yada, yada, yada. There's a ton of people like a ton. So living in a town of 9,000 people where I've been in practice for 10 and a half years. And um, okay, so for students, let's, we're going to take a little side note. So there's something called 
PVA, right? So Kirby hates this stat. I understand why he hates it. It's your patient visit average, right? This is for how long does the average patient stick around? Now he hates it because if you do it on like a weekly or monthly basis, you're super penalized for getting new patients. Like if you have, you can have a high PVA for a month if you had zero new patients versus if you had 20 new patients and actually saw more people, you would have a lower PVA. Anyway, so anytime that we've talked about PVA in our clinic, um, we only do it over the course of a year. And for the first, I don't know, five years, it was around 30 something and then it jumped up. Now it's in the like high 60s, low 70s, um, which I'm not saying to impress anyone or whatever. It's just what it is. I wish it was higher. Um, but so the average for a chiropractor is like eight to 12, kind of depending on stuff, okay? So let's use our brains here. Let's use my PVA. So I've been in practice for 10 and a half years. My PVA is, let's say, 65. That means that after 65 adjustments, people tend to like fall off care. So can you imagine me, somebody who deals with major rejection issues, like anytime, if I haven't talked about this on the podcast, Anytime someone stops coming to me, like there are three categories of people in my life. People, and this is all, all family and friends. People who don't do chiropractic yet and are opportunities and are sometimes frustrating where I'm like, I don't understand. Why don't you, huh, why don't you do it? People who used to get chiropractic and people who currently get chiropractic. Now, if you currently get chiropractic, you get a pass even if you don't come to me because I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Unless you left me to go to another chiropractor. Well, unless I understand like, okay, they were a better fit. But for the most part, if you go to a chiropractor, I'm like, all right, I am glad you're getting chiropractic. If you don't go to a chiropractor, I'm like, okay, you just haven't had the right opportunity. But if you quit me, you're dead to me. <laughs> like... It, I'm working on it, okay? That's not a healthy relationship with people because people should feel like, right? Like if my mechanic was secretly hating me because I stopped getting my oil changed there five years ago, I'd be like, oh, dude, sorry. I just, it was easier because this one's over here. So it's unhealthy. You should not have this relationship with people who quit your services, um, but I do. I'm working on it. So there's like a whole like name for like people, like everybody deals with rejection, but like some people really deal with rejection worse. Funny story, it tends to be people with ADD um, that have the most like emotional like anger and they just like to want to take vengeance <laughs> against people. Again, I'm in therapy. So back to the soccer fields, right? So for the last like eight weeks, I have to go to the soccer field where there are just hundreds and hundreds of people. We live in a small town. Most, I, I would say at least 30% of these people I know, and they fall into one of three categories. Like, why haven't you started chiropractic care with me yet? Why did you stop? And, oh, hey, I'm so happy to see you here. Like, you're, they're a patient, and like, they, they bring me joy. But like a majority of these thousand people are not those people, right? That's just like how numbers shake out. So walking my daughter, my youngest, who's not playing soccer, like from one field over to the bathroom is like 
just like the this walk of shame where I'm just walking and just like, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, oh, hey. And it's just like, you don't come to me anymore. You don't come to me anymore. Why haven't you been back? Why did you quit? Like, where have you been? It's terrible, you guys. It's been, it's been therapy in itself of like having to be like, listen, people, I actually ran into so, like somebody stopped me and talked me because, talked to me because as the introvert I am, I don't want to talk to you if you quit care from me. Like, I'm a ter- maybe that's not an introvert. Maybe that's just back to the terrible person thing. Um, so like small talk. With someone, like to me, it's just, I might as well have a neon sign on my forehead. I'm mad at you that you don't get adjusted by me anymore. But anyway, so someone stopped me and they're like, how are you? And I'm like, so good. And they're like, how's your new clinic? And I'm like, "Mm, it's great. You should really come see it sometime. And they made just like a really sweet comment. They're like, oh my gosh, we have been meaning to get in, but life has just been so crazy with COVID. And then, you know, like they explained and not that they even needed to explain But then my brain was like, oh, put myself in somebody else's shoes and like that life is not this egocentric. Everybody is thinking about whether they like me and or hate me and that people just have shit going on and they're just living out their life to the best of their capability. And I should maybe stop taking things so personal. Whatever. It's it's a work in progress. So, Um, okay. so today's episode is a it's a very chiropractic specific one that doesn't mean that if you're an entrepreneur you can't benefit from this but we're going to be talking about my day one procedures more specifically why we don't adjust on day one um we're going to get into that in a minute um you know what I realized the other day? So I was I don't know what I was doing, nothing important, scrolling Instagram, watching TV, And I was thinking about like, oh, I have to record a podcast episode. I'm like, what number are we on? And I was like, oh, man, when will our two-year anniversary be? And so I have to do the math of like, okay, so there's 56 weeks in a year. So 56 times two. And I was like, oh, that's coming up. So we're about to get to our two-year anniversary. And that is just crazy to me. And I'm I'm just super excited. And I don't want to forget about it, though. So... (laughs) reminds me of like um so my youngest Ty so I was giving her a back way when she was a baby um I'm giving her a bath and she was at the age where like she still you know couldn't take a bath by herself and I'm just like looking at her and thinking how much I love her and I'm thinking oh my gosh I can't believe like what's it gonna feel like when my youngest because we had decided we were gonna be done having kids after two like what's it gonna be like when my last baby is one year old. And then I realized, oh shit, she's 14 months. We had a birthday party two months ago. I already went through that. So I'm trying to anticipate the birthday of the podcast so I don't go, oh, you guys, I forgot and whatever. But yeah, that's what kind of welcome to the shit show, everyone. All right. So today's listener highlight. So the question in the highlight, because somebody wrote in the question, is actually the same person Um, but I'm going to read the highlight first and then we'll go into the question from, so this is from B Boyer and she says, your podcast make me feel as if I'm sitting in the room with you having a conversation. That's what I love about it. Thank you for creating this amazing podcast to bring chiropractors together and get everyone talking. You're an inspiration to us future women chiropractors. Thank you so much, B Boyer. Um, that's a lot 
That's a lot of weight to feel like I am inspiring the next generation, um, but it's okay. I Some days I feel like, yes, I got this. I got this, guys. Follow me. And then other days I'm like, nobody listen to what I'm saying. I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. I can't even handle my own life. <sighs> but here we are together. So let's read the question now that B-Boyer sends in. So it says, Dear Dr. Lauren, I have been listening to your podcast for a little while now, and in one of your episodes, you talked about selling the care plan. How exactly do you do a first new patient visit? So many times I hear doctors saying that they never adjust on the first visit. However, I don't really see how you can't adjust on the first visit, especially if your patient is in pain. I'm currently in a clinic rotation at a chiropractic school, and we typically adjust on the first encounter. I feel like, in, did I say a counter? Encounter. I can't read. I feel like there's a bit of a disconnect between clinic and the real world. Yeah, you can say that again, Miss Boyer. Um, after graduation, I'm planning to open a clinic with a friend, and we're trying to determine how we want our office to run. Do you recommend not adjusting on the first visit? And if so, how do you go about doing that? Ho, oh, girl. I love this question so much. Um, first, let's address that, yes, school there's so many different opinions. So like, I agree that in the school's world, they may decide that it's best for you just to adjust. Um, and, you know, I get that. But yes, there is a big disconnect between clinic and the real world. So let's pray and then let's dig into this because I love it so much. Dear God, thank you so much for students um, sending in questions. Thank you so much for doctors sending in questions. Um, I love that you have filled me with this passion and inspiration to help teach and lead and guide and, dare I say, mentor um, other female chiropractors. Um, help me anytime that I am feeling these feelings. And everyone listening who are in this situation of leadership and guiding others, like imposter syndrome sets in. We all know it and know that, like, you have placed... Um, a seed of leadership in so many different women and help us continue to evolve. And um, what is it like steel, sharpen steel? So like as we see these opportunities that are super stressful and they create imposter syndrome, remind us that you have given us that spiritual gift of, of being a good mentor and just the fact that we're any of us who are aware of our flaws and want to work through them. Like that is beautiful. Um, be with all the students who are looking to set up, help anyone listening, and help them put today's thing through a filter of whether this works for them. There are so many different ways of practice, and each one is going to work a little different for everyone. So help them uh, take everything I'm going to say today, put it through a filter of, I'll take some of this, not that, this will work for me, and not that. In your name we pray, amen. Okay. So there's a couple prefaces that I need you to hear before we jump into today so I don't come across like a cold-hearted bitch. First of all, the number one, so I used to think, so I, I'll get into like what my systems used to be, but I did adjust for years on the first visit. And I thought that it was a power move, a flex move to not adjust on day one. Um, and that's why I didn't really look into it. So what I, where I am now in my thinking 
is that I truly believe in lifestyle chiropractic. I am a lifestyle chiropractic clinic person, doctor. That doesn't mean that people don't come in pain, and we'll get into that, but I believe that 100% of humans with a spine would be better off being checked once a week, sometimes more, for the rest of their life. Okay, I said it, I'm sorry if I come off crazy, but I have no intention of giving someone exercises so they don't quote unquote need chiropractic anymore. Like I want, sure I'll give you exercises so you're not in pain, um, but you still need to be checked because I'm talking about brain body connection here, people. So that's the kind of chiropractor I am. Still listen, even if you're not, because I think you can get that. So I believe that sometimes it's like tough love, Okay, so I truly believe that not adjusting on the day one is the best thing for the patient because of the big picture. There's other reasons too. Um, but like, I am not doing this for me to benefit financially or trick anyone into anything. Now, I will say that there are many side benefits to not adjusting that do benefit me. And throughout today's conversation, I may be a little brash, um, know that it comes, I'm joking, well, not joking, but like there are some selfish things that are really, really great, but truly it does come down to this is what I've decided is the best thing for our patients to get the best care from me. Um, no judgment also to anyone who adjusts on day one, who does systems and procedures different than me, who listens to this and goes, good for you, not for me. Um, I don't have any judgment to anybody who adjusts on day one. Um, at all. Like, you do you, boo. Um, I feel like there was another preface. Maybe it was along the lines that, like, we're not a PI rehab pain clinic. Um, our ideal patient is, most of them come for pain, but they're, they think they're only there for pain, but they've got so much more stuff that we can help with. Um, so, I will start by kind of saying what my day one used to be. So I used to be in network with every single insurance company that I could be in network with. And my day one included, let's see, I have to think here, um, filling out paperwork. And then they would come back and I would talk to them about their paperwork. And then I would do kind of just like range of motion, some orthopedic tests, I have to really think. And then I would go, okay, here's, I think I might've like grabbed a Merrick chart and circled some vertebrae that were out of alignment um, and said like, these are, you know, what's contributing to your pain, yada, yada. Um, it's not going to go away overnight. Um, I'm thinking that you're going to need three times a week for a couple weeks, then two times a week for a couple weeks, then one time a week for a couple weeks will call you, oh, we would have called their insurance. Like, so like while the patient's filling out paperwork, um, we would have called their insurance. So I would know, like, so maybe after the orthopedic tests, I might run out, check with my CA, have we gotten the facts from their insurance? So then I could be like, okay, so we're looking at like, you know, a handful of visits over the next few weeks. Um, you have a $20 copay. So we'll just collect that every time we see you. Any questions? Most of the time they'd be like, nope. And then they would lay down, I would adjust them. I'd say like, okay, you might be a little sore. Um, just put some ice on it. I'll see you again. Like, let's plan on, why don't you plan on two more visits this week? That was it, okay? Again, no shame, no judgment, totally fine. 
problems that would arise with that. Um, one, I had to switch from doctor mode into salesman mode pretty quickly, like on the flip of a hat, flip of a coin, something like that. Um, I mean, you could flip a hat. So I would have to go from, okay, what is wrong with this person? Like, and yes, are a lot of times, if you're only dealing with pain, it is a pretty small bucket of things. Rib out, rotator cuff, migraine, hormonal, C1, a cervicogenic headache, like low back disc, spasm, psoas, like, right, you know, there's only so many things when you're looking at physical stuff. And I could figure that out. Like I can, I had that, that wasn't an issue. Like, you know, okay, assess, assess, what's, what's my primary diagnosis? I could figure that out quickly. But then you had to switch to communication. Um, and some of you might have cringed when I says I sw- said I switched from doctor to salesman. But you know what? Everybody's a freaking salesman. Unless you, like, work in a setting where you have no investment in whether they choose what you do or not, um, like, eh, we can still care for them and know this is the best thing for them. But people need to be sold. So anyway, so then I, okay, all right, I have my primary diagnosis. Great. So I'm going to then communicate to them right now right now. Oh, you've never been to a chiropractor? Well, here, have you ever seen this this chart? We call it a Merrick chart? No? Okay, well, I'm starting to circle things on it. And then, so I need to communicate what's wrong with them. Then I need to, in that moment, guess, like, based on what? Orthopedic test? Based on my gut instinct of how many visits it's going to take. Um, and for most people, you can kind of guess, like, Eh, 12 visits, pain is going to go away or like be greatly diminished. Um, And then I had to also communicate how much it was going to cost. You know, if you do adjust on day one, I do recommend like surprises are not fun when patients are like, wait, you never told me how much it was going to be this much. So it was it was a lot. Um, So then let's say you pull it off. You get you adjust them on day one. What are the outcomes of adjusting on or uh, the first adjustment, right? So the first adjustment, there are three outcomes that can happen. One, it got better. You fixed it. I don't need all those visits. She's amazing. Thank you so much. Let me know what I owe you when you process my insurance for day one. Now, does everybody that happen? No, but it is a possible outcome of like, Oh my gosh, miracle adjustment. I have zero pain. Like, okay, we all know that's coming back, right? Like all of us know whether you're a student or even just a lay person listening, you know that there is no magical pill for pain that's been around for six months. One adjustment's not going to do that, right? Okay. So, but it may have thrown a bandaid on it. They'll call in a year or a month or six months when it comes back worse. Option two is you made it no difference. And now granted, You'll hear me out here. So you made it better. You didn't do anything. The adjustment did nothing at all. Or three, you made it worse. Air quotes, worse. Okay, not actually worse, but they're in pain more. You better hope that while you were frantically figuring out what is their primary diagnosis, have we heard back from Blue Cross Blue Shield yet if their deductibles met? How am I going to communicate chiropractic effectively and how many visits they're going to need 
you better hope you also did a really good job of explaining that you will need more than one adjustment because that's how neurology works. It's okay if it doesn't move on day one and here's, or you don't feel any improvement on day one, here's why. And sometimes in the process of starting care, you can be more sore and it can feel like we made things worse, but here's what's going on in that scenario. Also, <laughs> hopefully by now, you're, under, you're going like, wow, that's a lot. That's a lot, Lauren. Um, that's a lot for you to manage as the chiropractor who does this. Now put yourself in the shoes of a new patient who's never been to a chiropractor before, is wondering if like they need to have surgery because their friend who had sciatica had surgery or they're getting migraines and like, do I need to get an MRI because I'm maybe I have a tumor? Like put all that fear and newness and pretend that they're actually able to listen to you 100% and remember everything you said and hear it. If you have a patient who's in pain, they are, they're so not quite there with you, okay? Like, even if somebody's not in severe pain, they're distracted. All, everybody's got a little bit of, like, ADHD, and so they're like, huh, that's a cool colored wall. I should paint my kitchen that color. And, like, oh, they said my deductible's not met? That's weird. We were just in ER for my kid's broken foot last week. Why isn't my deductible met? I should call when I get home. Like, right? We're just, we're busy. We're thinking and we're not listening as you're explaining that the first chiropractic adjustment brought somebody's hearing back. So that used to be my day ones. This is why back then my PVA, as I said in the beginning, patient visit average was in the 30s. And that is still impressive for a chiropractor um, to be in the 30s. That's three times the national average. Um, I think I said this already, but like, so for the longest time, I went on thinking that adjusting on day, not adjusting on day one was a power move because duh, I know their right SI is what is causing them pain. Like not adjusting their right SI that is causing them pain is is pretending that I don't know what vertebrae to adjust. And then I don't know where everything kind of started to fall into place. Like, I, I don't know. I went through this metamorphosis. Oh, it was getting out of network with insurance, like blah, 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 where I became more subluxation-based. And I realized that if I am looking to deliver a quick fix, oh, gosh, please don't get judgment, shame or judgment on this, because I'm probably not going to say it as eloquently as it should. But I realized that, like, it's not about whether they just need their right SI cracked or not. That is not the big picture of chiropractic. In my opinion, in my opinion, IMO people, IMO. In my mind, it yes, can I adjust someone on day one? Is it helping them or me communicate the big picture of chiropractic and how it got to this point in the first place. And that as soon as that, like I am selling, giving them the tip of the iceberg by adjusting that right SI and making it that simple because I am not talking about, Oh, you want to get pregnant? Well, guess what? 
this vertebrae here that's contributing to your pain, all, you know, like, could you go into all that on day one? You can, sure, but let me paint what my day one is now. And you can just decide for all of you who are like still with me in this like, yeah, I want, I want the big picture. I want those patients. I want people. Um, let me just paint a picture of what it is now. So first and foremost, it starts with the new patient phone call. You have to tell them they're not going to get adjusted. Otherwise, yes, you're going to have a lot of pissed off people. And even if they're not pissed off, they're annoyed. Like they may be like, oh, I'm not getting adjusted today. Okay. Like, because they're viewing you like urgent care. And what happens when you go to urgent care? You get your medication that day, right? You don't make people come back to like, well, let me see. Let me look at your lab work and actually see if it is a bacterial infection or if it's viral. And then I'll let you like, no, 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 no. We go in, we get an immediate gratification. So you need to kind of start the script from the get-go of letting them know in this clinic, um, we rarely adjust on day one. It will ultimately be up to the doctor, but day one is a discovery day where we are going to sit down. We are going to do a thorough examination of what is going on. It's going to include X, Y, Z, whatever you're doing in your clinic. Um, and then that'll be it for that day. Then what we'll do is and we're gonna, they schedule day one and day two on the phone is we're going to have you then on your second day, the doctors will have had time to discuss, to look at your results and put together a custom care plan that's specific to what you have going on. On that second day, there is a ton of information. They are going to um, communicate everything that they found from the first day, what's going on, why it happened, how long it's going to take, and what the cost will be. Um, if you choose to start care, then on that day, you will get your first adjustment. Okay, like you don't need to use that script. You can use whatever script you want that works for your clinic. But on our, in ours, we don't go too in depth. We're not too apologetic about it. We're just like, this is how we roll people. Like, and I don't know, I should have asked my CA is like, how many people care? Um, here's why I like it. Now, again, when I said like, this is one of those things that benefits me is for the people who are looking for a one-and-done adjustment, they say no. Those people go, no, I need to get adjusted today. And it's like, okay, like, give us a call. You know, go ahead, call around. Let us know if you need us. It took us a while to emotionally get to that place where we were okay with that outcome because I promise you it will happen. And I don't know how much it'll happen, but it will happen where the people who wanted to just get cracked and let you know if they thought they need a second adjustment, let you know whether they think they should come back again and how many times they think they should come back, they are going to say no thank you and keep calling around. And God bless them, they're not your people right now. Okay? They're not your people. You're not their people. And that's okay. Like there, I guarantee, I guarantee you that there are chiropractors near them that they're willing to drive to that will do that for them. No judgment on them, no judgment on the chiropractor, no judgment on the patient. It's just 
not what I'm selling right now. That is not the big picture chiropractic that I want. Now, most people are probably a little annoyed that they're not going to start getting relief right away. But most people are like, okay, sounds good. So when will I get adjusted? You will, and they go, you'll get adjusted at your second visit as long as you, you know, start the care plan. Okay, like, all right, great. So now here's what our day one looks like. And we're not going to have time to talk about day two procedures. If y'all want to hear that, somebody's going to have to send in a question because I don't think I have a question asking about like day two stuff. Um, but so here's what happens now. They've gotten their paperwork. They've filled out their paperwork ahead of time. We do electronic paperwork. Um, and they come. They are greeted on their paperwork. So we also tell them that we're a cash-based clinic. And in our, in our paperwork, it literally says that we are a cash-based clinic. Uh, would Are you going to require documentation to submit to insurance on your own? Yes or no? So we kind of will see on their paperwork whether they plan on submitting or not. It's just helpful information. I don't know. I like it. Um, and then they come in. We take them to a room. They watch a video. Man, you guys are going to wonder what the video it is. I don't even know if you can still get it. So this is like five years ago. If you know who I'm talking about, someone send me a DM so I can share with people. It's this cutie patootie, like 40-year-old-ish Australian New Zealand accent guy. It's a four and a half minute video that, in my opinion, is really well produced. Um, it's very professional. It's to the point. Um, there's good lighting. And it really is like a nice four and a half minute summary of chiropractic. And like, yada, yada, he talks about the heart, how a heart attack, you know, you don't have pain as the arteries are clogging and blah, blah, blah. And he's all cute about it. So... They sit and watch this video, and our front desk says, like, okay, while the doctor's reviewing your paperwork, um, we have this for you. She'll be in in just a couple minutes. I pre-purchased the video, like, five years ago. I spent, like, 300 bucks and own it now, and so we just play it on an iPad. I don't know if you can still buy it. So then, um, oh, side note on that, it has come up multiple times of would it be better if we made our own video? First of all, you have to understand that for produced video content, the average cost is about $1,000 per minute. So if you're doing a four minute video, expect to spend at least two to $5,000 for that video. Also, Now on us, we could have Kirby do it. It'd be like a nightmare for him. Like he'd have like three months where he's just like edit or two months, I don't know, two weeks where he's editing like a crazy person and we're having to do all this lighting and stuff. But I like having it be someone else. I personally think it's great that it is someone, not me, telling them that chiropractic is good for them. Because I'm already going to tell them on day two all this stuff. So, like, in my brain, the way I think about it, it's really nice that they're like, oh, this person, I learned about this from this other person, too. Not just, like, am I going to a crazy witch doctor who is, like, telling, like, cult-like thing? And also, yes, it is kind of a cult, but it's all right. I'm here for it. So they watch this video, I come in, I talk to them, I don't talk to them for very long because our paperwork is really extensive, that like, ugh, I got all the, you know, I'll ask clarifying questions, I'll do a little yada yada, feel a little posture, whatever, and then I, I say that like nonchalantly, like I'll do orthopedic tests, make sure they're not, you know, needing to be referred to get an x-ray or something like that. We don't do x-rays in our clinic, that was a whole elective choice, again... Like, we're not going to go on that tangent. 
So we do, and then after they're with me, I then take them over to get a nerve scan. Um, what we use in our clinic is called uh, the Insight CLA, Chiropractic Leadership Alliance, whatever, scans by David Fletcher. Game changer for our clinic. Now, don't, we should do an entire episode on just them, but like, uh, I'm not pay, being paid to endorse them at all. Like, this is just truly was a game changer for our clinic. Um, absolutely contributed to being able to deliver 36, 48, 60 visit care plans to patients and them actually signing and staying through to the end. Um, so yeah, like I said, if you want information, you can reach out. I'm not being paid to sell them. But hey, David, if you're listening, I would love to be paid to sell them. Uh, so they then, I hand them off. Our CAs are trained on doing the scans. They do the scans. I'm done. So then that, that's what our day one is. And we're like, okay, bye. Like, um, they have not been adjusted. Now, if they are in a ton of pain, it kind of depends. So like, if they are having acute muscle spasms, I will do stim. I will go ahead and tell the front desk, you know what, they're in a ton of pain. I'll say like, when are they coming in next? So if they're like, oh, your schedule didn't allow for them to come in until next Tuesday, I'll be like, I'll look. And I may say, you know what, Call that person, see if they can come in a little earlier, have them come back this afternoon. Okay? Like, there is no rule that says it has to be a, the second, that day two has to be on a different day. If we have someone who's in acute pain, we'll have them come in the morning for day one and then in the afternoon for day two. We will make it work. I will stay late if it's really that big of a deal. I will come in early if it's that big of a deal. I'll shorten my lunch. Um... If I can't get them in that day or the next day, I may, you know, honestly, we'd really, if they're in a lot of pain, we get them in within 48 hours. Um, I will also sometimes, this is pretty rare, okay, um, I'll do, I'll have the front desk put some electric muscle stim on them. Just kind of, you know, start that process for them. Obviously, that has to happen after the nerve scan. Um, for those that don't have nerve scans, you're like, why is that obvious? Okay, it just has to be, because um, stim activates the body so much that the nerve scans wouldn't be relevant. So yeah, I'll have the front desk do that. That's fine. Um, but yeah, typically if they're in that much pain, we just get them in as fast as possible. So what is the end result of not adjusting them on day one? Well, hopefully, first and foremost, you can imagine that me as the person has a much more relaxed experience. Like think about the black and white difference between all I have to do is come in, ask questions, do some tests, and wait for the nerve scan results. Now, you can do, this could be for anybody, you guys. Like, if you do posture screenings, if you do x-rays, like, you don't have to do a nerve scan to do this. There's all sorts of different things that you can do. You can just do some orthopedic tests and tell them, like, okay, so um, we don't have a one-size-fits-all clinic, so I'm going to take your findings that I found today and compare, you know, and we'll hear from your insurance, and I'm going to put together a custom game plan based on what I found, um, and I'll go over it next time. So, but I, it is really nice when you can, like, allude to something like x-rays or like a posture screening or anything that you can be like, I'm going to study those results. I'm going to look at them and use my brain to figure out how long I think this is going to take and be able to communicate what's going on. 
Um, so yeah, on day one, I get to just be the doctor. I don't need to be um, the fastest thinker in the world to figure out what is going on, how much is their insurance going to pay, how much, we don't do insurance, but like, you know, if you take insurance, um, how many visits it's going to take, now communicate it effectively and do it so they're going to say, yeah, like, I don't have to do all that. I just get, first of all, I get the filter of quality people. So right off the, right off the bat, right off the hand, right off something, um, the patient is there electing to wait just a minute before they start. So it's not somebody who's going, oh, no, no, no. I know what I need. I just need to be cracked. Thank you. I love you. We are not your people. You are not ours. Goodbye. So a lot of the people who I sit across from on day one have already semi-committed to care by being just willing to be a little bit patient. And back to like people who are in pain. Okay, can I just tell you from a real world experience that most people who are in pain have been in pain for weeks, months, or even years, but they decided that now is the time that they're going to take care of it. Very few people who come to our clinic were completely fine and then are not fine. Um, maybe that's because of the filter. I don't know. But like, you know, but what happens then, ooh, what's really nice, huh? Like that actually you may go, well, Lauren, that's because you have you don't adjust them on day one, so you don't even get to see those people. Back pain's kind of boring to me. If you don't have something a little deeper, like if it's like we're not going to work on like sleep or like pooping or anxiety, if you were truly healthy as a clam up until this weekend you had zero problems zero 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 and you lifted a boulder and you bulged a disc like okay would I take you on as a patient of course but if you're like no 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 no, no. I'm not willing to wait 24 or 48 hours like I want this fixed ASAP you probably weren't going to stick around with me and do I think you deserve chiropractic care absolutely but if I'm going to emotionally invest in like learning who you are like I want at least the possibility that you're going to stick around past pain. That's just what I want. That's where I'm at in my career. Um, so, yes, I get to focus. I get to sit down with patients who they may not be all, they're not all quality, but they've at least kind of been willing to play along of like, all right, I know I'm not getting adjusted today. I'm willing to be patient. Okay. Um, and I get to just be the doctor. I just get to gather information. And then, you guys... I get to go and sit for a minute and think about what does this patient uniquely need? How long do I actually think this patient is going to need care for? If I'm taking insurance, which I'm not, but you might be, how much have we heard back? What is their deductible? How many visits are covered? What does that mean for their bottom line paying me? I get to like know all that information and then I get to sit down with the patient, they were overwhelmed by what's this nerve scan in this clinic and wow, they do things weird here and like this doctor is this and she's wearing ripped jeans and that's kind of weird. I've told you guys that somebody didn't commit care because I wore ripped jeans to day one, right? <laughs> I wonder what was going on in her brain on day one. But anyways, so then day two, I get to start kind of fresh of like they're not already overwhelmed. So to the maximum amount I can, their, their listening ears are going to be on. Okay, they're not already overwhelmed with all of this new stuff. 
and I get to educate. I get to educate however I choose to educate. Now, you don't have to be a lifestyle chiropractor to need to educate your patients, okay? Like, it, you may be the type of chiropractor who's gonna give a ton of supplements and rehab exercises and yada yada. It's still, I would imagine, in order to get your patients to the finish line, it's helpful that their listening ears are on and you can fully focus on being educational and communicating that aspect to them. So uh, another end result that I get is that I get fully committed ideal patients, or I don't. I get to have this, basically this line in the sand that says, if you want care at this clinic, and again, we're not talking about day two, so I don't say it like this, this is how things have to go. This is what is going on. Do you want it or don't you? And they commit or they don't. And I will tell you that with my process, um, we have like a very, 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 very high conversion. I can't speak for what exactly, it's like in the 95 should not, I mean, honestly, out of my last, I think I'm probably batting closer to 98% um, conversion. And I'm not saying 98% conversion to people saying yes that day. I'm saying to people saying yes and following through for 30, 24, 36, 48 visits. And then our conversion to wellness after that is in like the 85% plus. So again, are, are converting to lifetime? Obviously not. Like I said, our PVA is like around 70. So somewhere around 70 visits, people fall off. But like, well, and sometimes people fall off at 36. Sometimes people don't fall off and they're on visit 150, whatever. Um, but we get people who at least make it to the finish line. In our clinic, it is rare they say no on day two. And it's even rarer that they quit before I told them they would be done. So if I sell someone a 36-visit care plan, I, I don't even know, you guys, how rare it is. It's super rare. Now, you guys, I'm jinxing myself up. And, like, for the next month, that's all I'm going to have is people falling off care. People don't fall off their active care plan. If I said 36 visits and they said, yep, they go 36 visits. They don't fall off around visit nine where it just doesn't seem to be working that well. Like, no. They stick with it. And I literally had this conversation yesterday. Um, someone's getting their first care, um, like, rescan, because we rescan at the end of each month for active care people of three times a week. Um, and so she got her scan, and so she's a three-month care plan that we told her. She's on adjustment 12. And I'm like, all right, so next visit, we're going to be going over your scan and just kind of making sure everything's on the up and up and that you're right where you should be for your care plan. And she goes, ah, you know, I just feel like, I should be better than I am right now. And I'll use a fake name. Um, but I go, Karen, <laughs> listen, I understand. But you got to hear it from my standpoint that if I thought I was going to fix you in 12 visits, I would not have sold you a 36-visit care plan. I expect that it's going to take 36 visits for you to feel amazing. And she goes, oh, well, that's a good point. Duh. I mean, like, what would have happened in a normal scenario with that patient 
if I would have just gone, okay, let's, um, here's what you got going on. Let's do three times a week for a little bit. They would have said, sure, sure. They would have said yes to that first visit. But by the end of month one, they'd have been like, this isn't working. I think, I think I should be better than I am. Now, granted, Karen is actually substantially better than she was on day one. She's just not, she was just expecting miracle stuff. Um, and she would have quit. And that is exactly why the average PVA is between 8 to 12, because that is where a patient who hasn't been told, like, listen, this is why it's going to take this long. And that's all super important information that happens in the day two visit of like, you got to listen, you know, so all your table talk is referencing that day two. Remember when we did this? Remember when we did that? Um, you know, and they're like, yes, you're right. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, otherwise, if you just word vomited all over them day one, and you're like, well, remember when I told you on day one that this would probably take, you know, more than a couple weeks? They're like, no, I don't remember shit. I don't remember anything. I remember I was in a lot of pain and I was just excited, but kind of nervous to get adjusted and wondering how much this was going to cost me. So the third like kind of end result besides quality people, me being able to um, stay in doctor mode, fully committed quality people <laughs> is um, the follow through. Like I ju like just literally said, so I won't repeat it, but like they stick with it. They really do stick with it. And I do believe that we would not have the follow through if we adjusted on day one. So I believe, could I crack them on day one? Could I adjust them? Could I, you know, I should, I should be kinder. That's not nice to use the crack. I, could I give an adjustment, you know, on day one? Yes. Do I think that as many people would cross the finish line? And in our clinic, crossing the finish line is more than just like, yeah, my sciatic pain went away. It is like, holy cow, I haven't needed to take, I haven't had to use my inhaler since like the third week I started care. I am sleeping better. I have more energy. So when I say that like, I believe that the best thing for them is to not get adjusted on day one. Wait 24 to 48 hours so I can sell you. And I'm not afraid to use a four, that four-letter word of sell you what the version of life you don't even know you freaking want. Because you, it's not on you. You are busy. You are overstimulated and exhausted and you poor thing, you thought that I could only help you with headaches and you don't even think you have time to try and think bigger picture about sleep. Doesn't everyone sleep like shit? Doesn't everyone take a sleep aid? Doesn't everyone need an allergy medication all year long? Doesn't everyone get sick all the time? Isn't everyone too exhausted? Isn't everyone too sore in their low back to like, lift their kid out of bed in the morning. I'm just here for headaches because like I'm at my breaking point and I finally made time to make this appointment. Yeah, it's not on them to think bigger for their life. It's on you. That is what you signed up for if you are a subluxation-based doc. Now granted, again, pain docs, I, I even say to you like, Think bigger. If you've got a 35-year-old who's got a disc issue, do, think about what is best for them when, for their, when they're 55. 
Think long-term, think big picture, even if you're just thinking about their pain and you're only thinking about their death, that's okay. Like whatever, you do you, boo. But like, I challenge you, are you thinking with the biggest picture possible for that patient? Are you doing it for them because they're tired and they're in pain and they came to you because you're different. So think different. It like, you would never go to an orthodontist and get braces on that day one, right? You would never go to a surgeon and be like, all right, I'm pretty sure I know what's going on. Let's cut. And I guarantee you, like surgeons know. They're like, oh yeah, we're going to go in there. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to clean up that scar tissue. Let's just do that now. Like, no. And is it being a little overly dramatic comparing surgery to chiropractic? Maybe, but like, let's go back to braces, Okay, braces are a freaking commitment financially and time-wise. Like, they deserve to know what they're getting into. This is how long it's going to take. This is what it's going to cost. But here is what you're going to get in the end, and it's worth it. So you might have to think a little bigger picture. You might have to care a little more than they do at this moment. It's okay. You don't need to sell them. You don't need to get them to commit to lifelong care on day two. But, you know, you can get them to commit to the next three months. And over that time, you can shift. You, and even at the end of three months, when they graduate into wellness care, you don't need them to commit to lifelong wellness. You're just getting them to commit to their next re-exam. And, they're not, and that, that, you know, like, it's okay that you're dating these patients, but there is a way to set up that day one, day two, where they do marry chiropractic, right? Where they do eventually go, oh, yeah, I'm getting adjusted at a wellness frequency that works for their life for the rest of my life. And it... It just takes a lot of pressure off you when you're not hoping that that's going to happen on day one. Okay, here you go. Day one, people. Um, I definitely alluded to a lot of systems and procedures on day two. Um, we probably should do an episode. If you think that it would be valuable to hear a day two systems and procedures, um, do me a favor screenshot this episode, share it on social media, tag me, um, and let me know. You want to hear the part two to this conversation. Um, if you have not left a review before, I would really love if you would. It helps the podcast get seen by other chiropractors um, and really helps, you know, us build our little army of of female chiropractors and males, okay, if you guys are listening, that's fine, but who are like out there to change the world and do things a little different than we were told in school we had to do to be successful and we're okay with being a little weird and being a little bit of a cult, it's okay, um, but we're just kind of finding our people. And so it helps your reviews help those like-minded people find the podcast. So until next week, She Slayers, I love you, I appreciate you, I am so sorry if you are having a hard time right now, but I am here for you. So I'll see you next week. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. 
They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. 